Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton. You guys know how this works. If you've got a question for John, text it in right now. 421-3776-421-ESPN is the number. We'll get to some of your questions before we let him go for the day. Hello, John. Hello. Another busy Tuesday. A busy day. We got <clears throat> Robert Turbin filling in today for Dave Wyman. So hey, Robert. Hey, Good hey. How, how, how are we doing today? Hanging in there. Okay. I like the intro music for you. I thought it was very fitting. I oh, appreciate that. Yeah, that was good. I need that. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we got to get an open made for Robert when he comes back. There you go. Hey, so boy, this 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 uh, John Gruden thing is is ugly. It's bad. It's uh, Turbo Turbo was just telling me that the Tampa Bay Bucks have removed his name from the Ring of Honor. I mean, it just wow. What do you what do you what do you make of that? I don't know how well you know John or how much you've I've interacted with him. You know, I've interviewed him five six times mm-hmm. over the year, and I was telling Robert, you know, I guess. This is just a great example of you don't really know anybody just because you talk to them or interview them and they seem like great guys. You don't really know who they are. And I, I guess we're getting a, a, a very clear picture of who he is or at least who he was in those emails. Well, I mean, I thought I knew him real well, but obviously I didn't. Uh, I mean, I go back to him when he was an assistant in Green Bay, you know, talking to him back then and then, uh, you know, what, you know, interviewing him in person when he was a coach. Uh, both in you know Tampa and uh, over in with the Raiders back in the first time he was with the Raiders. I mean, working with him for how many years at ESPN? But I never ever knew that uh, he was like this. I mean, I knew he'd swear on a, on a, on a beat. I mean, that's one thing that we all know. I mean, the curse words were always going to come out like crazy, and that's just all part of John Gruden. I mean, that's why it irritated uh, Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is so religious that he doesn't like to hear swear words. But uh, to think that uh, these racial comments, these uh, homophobic comments, I mean, they're just absolutely awful. And I applaud, uh, you know, him for stepping down i applaud mark davis the raiders for allowing him to step down and i don't know how it affects his 10-year 100 million dollar contract i mean it was supposed to be guaranteed but certainly there's enough cause that they can probably get out of something and get some kind of a settlement but i am just absolutely stunned with that news when it came out last night what are you hearing in Las Vegas as it pertains to the players, the morale of that locker room? How are they taking this right now? Hard to tell because, again, it's you know happened on a Monday and Tuesday. You know there's uh, nobody in the building because they got the day off. So that uh, kind of changed things a lot. So we don't know anything about that. But overall, I would imagine that uh, – I mean, can you imagine Carl Nassib? You know, the defensive end who did come out and say that he's gay, how he has to feel about this. I mean, could you imagine how, uh, you know, Derek Carr feels about this? And so I'm sure that the buzz is not going to be good, but uh, it shouldn't be good. Well, looking looking down the road, do you even see an avenue for a return for him, whether it's broadcasting, whether it's code, any, anything that's involved with the NFL at any point? Or is this just it? It's over. I think it's over. I mean, I can't see his involvement coming in because how can you do something? Because what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, it's not like this is like one or two because, I mean, we're looking on Friday and it's like, oh, so he sent one email that was bad to uh, DeMora, about Demora Smith. Well, and of course that was bad. <clears throat> but now we see like seven years, you know, 6,500 emails that they went through and so many of them were bad. 
And so it's like I can't see him coming back in this league. Um, John, what about the other side of it? The 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 the, the people he was communicating with. It was the, uh, the former executive for the Washington Football Team. Any any involvement there with them? Well, I mean, we're talking about Bruce Allen, who was a very good contact of mine. And, uh, you know, clearly this all came out during the investigation of Daniel Snyder and the Washington football team, you know, because of the uh, you know things that they did to uh, women and uh, cheerleaders and you name it. So this all starts from that. And so you can see that there's a history there that's not good. But in the end, it's like... Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, where Bruce stood as far as his replies. I mean, we do know, at least according to one incident, you know, they kept, uh, they, they went back and forth with some naked pictures of some of the people <clears throat> that uh, were employees that they taped. So and that was most likely the uh, cheerleaders, and so you know that wasn't good. But uh, and right now, you know, Bruce isn't in the league, and now I think he's going to have a hard time getting back in the league. So what ultimately what's going to come of this as it pertains to the Washington football team? Because that's where this investigation started. It feels like John Gruden's a, a side effect mm-hmm. to it. Who I, I'm guessing they're very happy in Washington that he's the face of this story and they're not. Yeah, because, again, he never worked for the, the Washington football team. And so it's like, uh, you know, it kind of went around them. But, I mean, here's the difference. It's like, uh, you know how it is, and you've seen this in baseball and you've seen this in other sports. It's hard for owners to be sanctioned. And because of that, there's a decent chance that he won't be sanctioned. I mean, he deserves it because, again, he allowed an environment that was as bad as the NFL has ever seen for women, as bad as anybody has seen. And so the fact that, uh, you know, he went for years and didn't fix it and had some, not, not a major, but some involvement in it, you know, should put him in that position. But he's an owner. Well, in other news around the NFL, John, uh, another coach who has uh, recently fallen on some hard times, I guess we can call it for lack of a mm-hmm. better word, Urban Meyer's situation seems to be getting somewhat worse. Do you, do you see him being able to, to, to survive as the head coach of the Jacksonville team the rest of this season? No, I just wonder if he's going to make it to uh, next, uh, next week or so, or two weeks when they play uh, – you know, Jacksonville. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it. I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, because I think it's going to be week to week. Certainly his coaching is terrible. I mean, how about how about the idea that he came up last week? And again, my big thing, and you know how much I've uh, been negative on Urban Meyer for uh, the longest time, <laughs> is the fact that, uh, you know, uh, is that, you know, college coaches with no NFL experience don't know what they don't know. And he comes in as probably one of the worst. And so, like, for example, last week he came up with the idea that uh, they want to pass for 250 yards and run for 250 yards. I mean, you have uh, you know, uh, Trey La- uh, you got Lawrence at the quarterback position, and what, now you're talking about passing for only 250 yards, and do you think you can run for 250 yards week in and week out? No clue. And then we find out that, uh, you know, he will not allow his quarterback to do quarterback sneaks. Are you kidding me? Right, right. Well, what, what's the story here? It's like, <laughs> right. uh, you know, it's like, it, 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 cause the, 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 and the thing is, he says, well, I didn't run college sweeps in college. 
Well, you're not in college anymore. Right. I mean, you've come into a league where you have grown men, not uh, teenagers. And uh, it's, a, it's a different game. So, I mean, he can't get it from the personnel standpoint. He can't get it from the coaching standpoint. He can't get it from the success standpoint. I mean, the fact that he blew the game on Sunday is no surprise, but it just shows you how bad he is. In case you didn't pick up on it, Robert, he loves talking about oh. Urban Meyer. <laughs> this is one well, of his favorite I, punching bags. I, I ask him about Urban Meyer all that. Like, I'm the only person who asks him about Urban Meyer because I just think the story is so funny. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, John. Uh, again, you guys can text in your questions, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. Your questions for John. We'll get to some of those coming up. Uh, back to the Raiders for a moment. Who do you think is the likely candidate to, to assume that position? Not the interim, but yeah. who, do you, who do you think takes that job? Who's no, a good candidate No, no, no idea. No idea. Because, again, it's like uh, we'll see what's available as far as you know, they, they probably need more of an established coach as opposed to a young coach. I mean, maybe because they've got Derek Carr, they'll go with one of the offensive coaches, young guys or something like that, a Joe Bailey or a, you know, a Joe Brady or somebody like that. But I think it's you know too early to even think about what they're going to do. Man, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit of uh, Chiefs struggling yeah. there in the AFC West, uh, coming off a loss last night, right, against the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. Uh, what's going on with the Chiefs right now? I mean, they're looking terrible. I mean, it's it's a bad situation just because what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, their defense has been horrible. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes isn't playing like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what is it if you go back last year? In the last 14 games, he's thrown 13 interceptions. That's not typical Patrick Mahomes. Now they lose uh, Clyde Edward-Hilaire, the running back with an MCL injury. He's going to be out for three, four, five weeks. That's not good. And so their offensive line, I think they're okay, but things aren't great there either. So, no, this this team right now, you know, which I thought was the Super Bowl team in the AFC, you know, is now, I think right now they're uh, in the power rankings. They're down to 10, but they may drop lower than that. John, uh, people asking about, you know, what Blake Bortles, he's coming in for a workout with the Seahawks. You brought his name up yesterday. Does that, again, I don't I don't know what Luton brings to the field. I know he's had a little bit of experience in Jacksonville, but uh, I guess this means the Seahawks aren't completely sold on what he brings and Bortles, they want that experience? No, I mean, they, just if anything happens to Geno Smith and Russell Wilson's not back, are right. you going to go with Jake Luton? Well, I don't know. That's what I... I I'd I, say no. I, I couldn't tell you what he looks like. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, Bortles, as bad as he was, uh, but he was a former first-round pick. I mean, he's experienced. He's now at that backup stage of his career. And so, you know, that's why that was one of the names that I was starting to hear. And sure enough, now he's in. So I would imagine he's going to get signed. Trey Brown, staying with the Seahawks. Trey Brown, uh, one of the... Uh, draft picks this past uh, year for the Seahawks coming back from injury uh, what do you expect from him I mean I, they, they like him a lot and I don't know how quickly they're going to get him on the field obviously you know they cut uh, Trey Flowers today and so uh, you know there's not that that's a current opening for a starting job because Sidney Jones is out there but I think that uh, you know you get the feeling that at some point they're going to get him in there I mean the one thing is even though you look at his size and you say he probably is more of a slot guy than anything else I mean you know they they like him on the outside 
and so uh, you know he can offer some things and you know do some things to help out. So in the end, I think it's an interesting uh, you know w- way to get him back and get him on the active roster. Well, you you brought up Trey Flowers being released, and apparently it was at his request he yep. wanted to go elsewhere. What what do you think the market's like for him? Because he he showed promise very early. Things went the wrong way for him clearly. Uh, what what's the appeal around the league for well, a player? I think I, think, like I mean there, there's so many cornerback injuries this year, maybe more than any other position. I don't think it's going to be uh, too hard for him to get a job, you know, because uh, you know I don't I don't you know because you got New Orleans, they're looking, and uh, you know San Francisco, you know they're always looking because they've got so many injuries. So no, I think it uh, it's easily. But again, cornerback right now is one of the most blighted positions in the National Football League. Hey, John, I want to go back to the AFC, and I want to ask you about a, a team that, that one of my former teams, the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. winless this season. Uh, you know, they were obviously going into the season with high expectations. They traded for Carson Wentz, who we know had some struggles towards the end of his career in Philly. Uh, what's going on out there in Indianapolis? Well, basically what ended up happening is that, uh, you know, you, you have – no preseason at all out of Carson Wentz. I mean, he can't he went to the Seattle game, and he only had four practices. So you knew he was going to have a hard time adjusting in that first game because, you know, he hadn't played, okay? And then, you know, uh, you got two injuries to uh, Quincy Nelson, the guard. I mean, you know, the right tackle has been out. You know, their secondary has – I mean, and then here's the one that baffles me, and Robert, you tell me. I've never seen anything like this. Why are they so bad in covering tight ends? They're giving up more than 80% completions to tight ends. I mean, wow. if, you're a, if you're a tight end, you're getting automatic catches against the Indianapolis Colts, and I don't understand why. Well, I'm on the offensive side of the ball, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you there, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Hey, John, some people texting in asking, why would this team look at Blake Bortles over Cam Newton, who's available? I don't think he's a fit. I mean, number one, I mean, you know, know, first off, I mean, you can't get him in the building for five days because he's unvaccinated. So the first five days he has to sit out and then wait to uh, come into the building. Number two, you know, sure, he's a tall running quarterback, but he's not accurate. I mean, you know, can't I, I can't see him getting into a rhythm type of offense, which is what uh, is there for the Seahawks to run. So it's not, you know, it's like sure he's the more popular name, he's got more of a history, he's had more success, but he's not a fit in my eyes. Would it make sense? And and it wouldn't make sense to me. But there are some fans texting mm-hmm. in. And they're asking about trades, you know, uh, Gardner Minshew and 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 uh, Nick Foles, perhaps a guy out in Chicago. Would it make sense for the Seahawks to trade maybe for a backup quarterback? No, I mean it's like uh, they've right. got Geno Smith, right? And it's like uh, you're going to give up a draft choice when at some point you know Russell Wilson's going to be back. I mean, you know, I still think it's going to be the longer injury, but still, some people think it could be three or four weeks. And so you're going to give up a draft choice just to have a third quarterback for three or four weeks? No. Right. Hey, John, what do you what do you make of Akella Witherspoon? <laughs> he didn't work out here. Clearly, it was one of their big offseason acquisitions. They paid him a decent amount of money, and then they trade him to Pittsburgh for mm-hmm. a fifth round pick in 2023. He was inactive. He's played four snaps all season. Is everybody just looking at his body type? Go, man, this guy's got speed. He's got size. And then when he gets on the field, they go, oh, he's not as good as we thought. 
Well, like anything else, it's kind of like the L.J. Collier situation. You know, it depends where you are in the pecking order because if there's no injuries at the cornerback position, then you know it's hard to move up because they've got two starting cornerbacks and they like their third cornerback. So it's like you have to wait for the opportunities to be there, and it just hasn't been there for them. Going to Pittsburgh this week, big game for the Hawks. The game plan offensively, do you feel Geno can do all the things Russell would be able to do in an offensive game plan? No, because he's not Russell. I mean, he can do the strategic things that Russell does, but he can't do them as well. I mean, he's a backup quarterback, and you know he's not. You know, you, you, and, that's, and there's always a drop off when you go from you know a Hall of Fame MVP type quarterback to a backup, and that's one of the prices that you pay. And so at this stage, I mean, he's you know he can he can do the the same type of work, but he's not going to have the same type of success as Russell Wilson. Hmm. What's your level of faith in this? We, we talked about this yesterday that people look at these games and go, well, these are winnable. And I'm thinking, well, based on what? Based on, mm-hmm. If you're looking at the way the Seahawks have played these previous you know, four weeks, these feel like anything but winnable games. So ha- what's your level of confidence? You're going scale of 1 to 10, their, their chances against the Steelers on the road. Steelers on the road, I'd probably give it a right now a 4 because, again, you don't have Russell Wilson. I mean, you're still struggling at the cornerback position. You know, the reason that you know, the Steelers are winnable is because they went 1-3 and three to start the season, and Ben Roethlisberger didn't do well and always seems to be getting new injuries each week. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, you, That's you, been his career, though, hasn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, he milks those injuries, too. <laughs> the <card. laughs> He just acquires injuries every week, Big Ben. <laughs> right. just, He's supposedly lost a bunch of weight. This you know, yeah. actually got in shape this offseason, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really look like it. Uh, John, the Cardinals, undefeated, the only undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, are they the real deal in your eyes? Can they win the NFC West? I think they can, yeah. I mean, they're 5-0. and They've beaten the Rams. Uh, they've beaten the 49ers. They look good. And, you know, I had to do uh, – it will come out tomorrow, but I had to do the you know MVP uh, vote here after five weeks. And I put – even though some people want to give it to Josh Allen, I put Kyler Murray at the top because he's taken this team to 5-0 and and nobody expected it. I mean, you knew Buffalo was going to be good, <clears throat> particularly with Josh, Josh Allen, but I gave him the number one position and Tom Brady the number two and Josh Allen number three. Hey, what, what did you make of last night's game? I mean, both quarterbacks played out of their mind. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, 37-43, 442 yards and four passing touchdowns. And then you look at Wentz, he goes over 400 yards and two touchdowns, no pick. I mean, he played a great game. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was a compelling game. Pretty pretty amazing to to see what was happening in that one. So I I still thought Wentz was a good move, and at least now at least he's living up to it. But uh, you know the fact uh, you look at the Colts, and one of the reasons that they have such a bad record is because you know they opened up against five teams last year that had 10 win seasons or more. And so it's like the schedule was going to be brutal, and if they weren't going to be 100%. But, you know, Baltimore amazes me just because of you know, how Lamar Jackson does what he does, uh, the fact that, you know, they, they, they've missed so many players with injuries. I mean, could you imagine going in without your top three running backs, your left tackle, your left guard? They've not had those two guys for a month. Uh, you don't have your best uh, backup tight end, your first-round pick who's a wide receiver. He's on injured reserve, and yet they're winning. Staying in the AFC North, I think, personally, the Baltimore Ravens are the favorite to win that division. 
But let's talk about the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, lost a shootout on Sunday to the Chargers. Uh, the chemistry between Baker Mayfield and Odell seems to continue to lack. Is, is that because maybe he was out for so long he only had two catches in this football game? Or do you think this is just a relationship that just doesn't work? I think right now, I mean, he's not catching up and doing the things that Baker Mayfield wants to do. Now, we do know that Baker has a shoulder injury. He's not throwing at 100% level. I mean, he's not the same quarterback as he finished the season last year. But, I mean, this thing with Beckham goes back now two years. Now, of course, he didn't get to play much last year because of the injury, and it's not continuing to go this year. But it's just not working. So do you put that on Beckham? I mean, he's a guy who's going to be 29 years old, which isn't old, but he's not – maybe in his prime after a knee injury like that. So do you feel like we've just seen the best of who Beckham is, or is it just the situation he's in? I put it I put it on Beckham. I mean, because, again, you, and you've seen this through the years, or sometimes you know, guys don't mesh with their quarterback. And you know, it's either the quarterback or the receiver or the other person, and I put this one on Beckham. John, we appreciate it. We'll uh, talk again tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. You can download the podcast at 710sports.com. Was was Clayton a guy that interviewed you a lot as a player? You, uh, much? you know what? No, he wasn't, no? actually. He wasn't. Uh, he was around uh, a lot, but he didn't, didn't interview me much at all. Were there ever games where you'd be at your locker and you'd see the group coming towards your locker and just go, oh, jeez. Oh, geez, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, yes. I was probably that in was that games. group. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was practice, and uh, yes, and, you know, it was, you know, a lot of it was due to the fact that I knew they weren't going to be asking about me half the time. Yeah, they were going to talk to you. They're to talk to me, but you're not asking about me. They're asking know? about Marshawn and <laughs> everything else. Everything else, because he uh, wouldn't speak to anybody. Come on. So you'd be the mouthpiece. You'd be the, you'd be the spokesman on. out there. That is Robert Turbin. In case you're just tuning in, he's in for Dave Wyman today, uh, having a great time with him. Coming up, at long last, the Kraken will take the ice tonight, the debut on the road, one of the one of five road games to start the season. We'll talk about it next. It's Wyman and Bob with Robert Turbin in on 710 ESPN Seattle.